Hey, hey, welcome to the Weekly Huddle with Shibs, where I bring you weekly Bitcoin adoption news and interviews from experts in the space. This week, just going to give you a quick update on the Bitcoin ETF approvals. Nothing too exciting going on, typical type stuff. Uh, and we're going to talk about the Bitcoin network a little bit more. But uh, let's not delay any further. Let's get right into it. As many of you may know, I've partnered with Stampseed. You know the importance of safeguarding your Bitcoin wallets. That's where Stampseed steps in. The top of the line kits make it a breeze to create a rock solid backup of your Bitcoin keys. It's as easy as one, two, three, stamp secure and relax. Um, I normally have a discount code for you to use, um, but they've got a great sale that's going on November 24th through the 27th. You get 21% off everything on the website. So check out stampseed.com, get your kit, get your plates. Uh, they've got some cool custom design plates that are limited edition um, that are pretty fire. So check them out. All right. So let's get into that absolute fire news about the Bitcoin ETFs. Absolutely nothing has happened. And actually just a couple minutes ago, uh, it sounds like the SEC um, basically fired something back out uh, to all the applicants and said, hey, we need you to refile um, and make some adjustments to uh, help make sure that um, the market is something that uh, the U.S. government can kind of monitor and, monitor and that the SEC can monitor. Um, so I thought this meme was pretty funny. Um, the Bitcoin ETF will be approved soon. Ah, toss it into the fire. So delay, delay, delay has been the game. Um, but as we know, uh, Bitcoin keeps ticking, doing its thing. Uh, it doesn't need a Bitcoin ETF. Uh, and frankly, it's questionable whether or not a Bitcoin ETF is good for the long term, um, you know, viability of Bitcoin. Uh, we obviously know that it will pump the price, um, but, you know, not your keys, not your coins. So make sure you're buying your Bitcoin and holding it uh, uh, on your person and, and storing it in a way um, that you don't lose it. As we get closer and closer to a Bitcoin ETF being approved and the halvening on its way in April, 88.5% of the Bitcoin supply hasn't moved in the last three months. So that's wild, right? So we've got, what, 12% of the entire Bitcoin supply that's kind of uh, moving around still. Um, so as the asset continues to get more scarce, we see that people are not willing to give it up. And the last three months, we've had some price appreciation. And so typically that's when you see people sell, but uh, it seems like people are holding more and more. Um, so we could see fireworks when the stuff goes off. I hate to, I'm not trying to, to pump anybody up here. Obviously do, do your studying, do your own research. Um, but simple supply and demand seems like it's going to play out in a very interesting way. Depending on how long you've been in Bitcoin, you might have remembered the story of the first firefighters union putting Bitcoin on their balance sheets uh, and um, into their pension. Well, we've got a second firefighter uh, union group here beginning to put Bitcoin on their balance sheet. Uh, and the group Proof of Workforce uh, says that they humbly worked with the leadership of the local union to provide a roadmap and support throughout the process. So very interesting uh, that we continue to see like these, these uh, 
union companies and pension-based uh, companies begin to put Bitcoin uh, on their balance sheets and put it into their pensions. Um, and I think, you know, obviously we'll see more and more of this going in the future, but nobody understands proof of work like firefighters and, and some of the union trades out there. Um, so very awesome to see, and I'm sure we'll continue to see it. One year ago this week, President Bukele of El Salvador announced that they were going to begin dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin by buying one Bitcoin a day. And if you would have joined him, you would officially be up 53% on your investment, um, vastly outperforming any type of dollar cost average that you might have put into Apple, the Dow Jones and gold in the same time frame. So once again, we see people that are adopt the Bitcoin standard, uh, the Bitcoin cheat code, um, one might say, uh, they begin to outpace uh, the rest and, and put themselves in a favorable position moving forward. This is a game of who's willing to put in the work first to understand this asset. And seemingly the people uh, that are putting in the work, the Michael Saylors, the El Salvadors, um, the Bitcoin only companies, they, they are continuing to forge forward. Um, and as we move into this bull market, they're going to be levels and steps ahead of competition. This week in Germany, a uh, German parliament member, Joanna Kotar, uh, wants to initiate a legal framework to recognize Bitcoin as legal tender. Um, this is this is pretty interesting because the, you know, uh, Europe and the Eurozone has been going in an entirely different direction, uh, talking about central bank digital currencies um, and how they can basically uh, control the money. And so she got up on stage to provide uh, an alternate opinion, uh, clearly against the idea of a central bank digital currency uh, and pushing for a, a Bitcoin kind of standard and legal framework um, to make that available to the people. So this is just kind of a small, uh, a small group compared to uh, the general sentiment of the European Union. Um, but, you know, our hopes can be that, you know, people will begin to study this. And pretty awesome. She's actually rocking a Bitcoin t-shirt in here as well. In rather big news, the CBOE um, is set to launch margined Bitcoin futures trading in 2024. Um, so the Chicago Board Options Exchange, which is the largest U.S. options exchange, has announced a move to open a new model of Bitcoin futures trading in 2024. Um, they would offer margin trading and leveraged derivatives, among many other planned products. Uh, this was announced on November 13th. Um, so as you guys know, you know, uh, buying Bitcoin directly uh, and holding on to it and securing it in a fashion that you can let it appreciate as the world begins to understand what it is, uh, is probably the best technique uh, um, to holding, you know, holding on to your wealth or holding on to your hard earned work. Um, options trading, you know, it just provides another opportunity for people to get in. But the idea of leveraged options trading, I mean, there's going to be uh, I would say that this probably will add to the volatility of Bitcoin, right? As people get liquidated or as people's, uh, um, uh, you know, as they need to cover uh, cover their trades and things like this. Um, so, you know, for the traders, maybe that's uh, super exciting. Um, for us, you know, more hardcore Bitcoiners, um, you know, great. It's nice that it's, uh, you know, fitting into this, you know, the old model a little bit and, and becoming available. 
Um, but ultimately, you want to get your hand as, hands on as much Bitcoin as you can uh, in a manner that you'll be able to hold it for generations. Um, that, that, that's the goal. Um, so we'll see how this plays out. And um, I'm sure a lot of people are going to get wiped out because this asset moves when it starts moving. And we head across the pond again back to Germany, where the fourth largest bank, Commerce Bank, granted Bitcoin and crypto custody license. Commerce Bank is Germany's largest, uh, fourth largest bank, and they announced to become the first amongst its peers um, to basically secure a crypto custody license. Um, the newly acquired license empowers Commerce Bank to forge ahead in establishing a comprehensive range of digital asset services with specific emphasis on Bitcoin and crypto assets. The initial step involves creation of a robust, secure, and fully compliant platform designed to cater to institutional clients seeking secure custody solutions for crypto assets. So, um, again, we see the on-ramps um, to the traditional um, banking system um, begin to blossom that to allow Bitcoin uh, to be held by these banks. Uh, and more importantly, um, they're looking for ways to onboard institutions. So there's no reason for them to create this unless there's a demand for it. Um, so I, I would assume that there is a, a strong demand from Bitcoin for Bitcoin from institutions uh, and that it's just sitting on the sidelines waiting for the opportunity, waiting uh, for the right means to invest and the right time to invest. And, um, you know, a lot of this will be highlighted by the Bitcoin ETF, I would imagine, when that gets approved. Uh, and as these banks continue to um, allow for custodial solutions, I don't think there's any way to kind of stop this momentum uh, that's moving forward. Obviously, there's some, you know, there's some negative forces, there's some pushback. Um, governments don't like losing control. Uh, but as long as the Bitcoin blockchain continues uh, to keep producing blocks and people keep investing um, in, in mining and protection of the network uh, and the developers continue uh, to be funded, Bitcoin is just going to keep on ticking. Um, so anyways, thank you for watching this week's episode. I appreciate it. Um, you know, in the future weeks, I've got some great guests that are uh, that are coming on. Uh, so stay tuned. Please like, share, subscribe. Um, and I appreciate you.